I just think like even as we we're gonna go a little bit deeper tonight, it's gonna be again a bit more practical. Once again, I think God's gonna just um, use me as I speak tonight, and I believe God will. I believe God will just minister to you. And even I, I can't go the full distance tonight because there's still a lot more. And I just want to first, I'm trusting God to, to to just speak through me, um, uh, to minister to everybody that's listening, um, to give insight, understanding that it will be clear. Um, that God will just do what He needs to do tonight, so that it can be further embedded in our hearts. You know what I mean? Um, so I think I think before we even go, just just for tonight, uh, give. Can you just pray fast before we start? Because I, w- I want to get something. Sure. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God Almighty, we come to you, Father God, this evening, Father God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for all that you are about to do, Father God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that everything that we hear for Father God brings glory and honor unto your name, Father. Use us, Father God, right now as vessels, Father God. We thank you right now, Father God, that you are doing a new thing, Father God, in each and every one of us, Father God. And word, Father God, that will free the youth, Father God, in this time, Father God, and in this season, Father God. A word that will free this generation, Father God. Yes. Bring us forth, Father God, Lord Jesus, as your vessels, Father God, chosen for honor, daddy. In Jesus' precious name, we give glory and we give thanks unto you. Yes. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. So, so I just think I think it's important every time we just do a little bit of a recap. You know what I mean? Because for those that are just tuning in and stuff like that. But, but as we've been digging deep and as we've been going, we we were basically dealing with the fact that um, living out of this reality that God is actually placed on the inside of us, that there is a reality that is not actually the reality we experience in the natural world. There's actually a reality that comes with being born again. And when you're born again, the Bible says you're born again of the incorruptible seed of the Word of God, which is God, because the Word of God and God also. Anonymous. So in terms of your spirit man being made up of spirit, soul, and body, when you get born again, your spirit man becomes perfect, made in the image and the likeness of God, sealed. You understand what I'm saying? Can't be corrupted. The Bible says it's an incorruptible seed. That means you can't mess it up because that portion of your being, the being of who you are, your spirit man is sealed. It's sealed with the Holy Spirit. You are formed in and one with Christ. You have the fullness of the Godhead on the inside of you. Every promise is yes and amen on the inside of you. And like we discussed, is that 10 basic realities that we dealt with previously that's the pieces of the pie do you understand what i'm saying that is in the inside of us the spirit man is on the inside of us and that's the portion uh, that is perfect it's made in the image and likeness of god and that's the piece of us that that cannot be tainted cannot be messed with and that's where the reality of the kingdom lives the reality of god on the inside of us the purposes of god on the inside of us that's the portion of us in our being that cannot be messed up and that's the, the peace of god that god wants us to live out of you know what i'm saying and that's the reality of god on the inside of us and then you have the, the 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 body which is the vessel that we born from that, that God formed us from the earth from and that vessel gives us the ability to live in the earth it gives us the ability to move to function um, and to be in the earth it gives us a legal right to be here so we are spirit we possess the soul and we live in the body and the body is the one that experiences the natural manifestation of life you know what I'm saying but our spirit man is the core of who we are and then you come to the soul and what we dealt with in terms of the soul the soul is the mind the will and the emotions and really the soul is the bridge between the two it's the medium between the two it determines what we can experience in our lives are you with me and the soul is the mind 
the will and the emotions, the mind being the subconscious and the conscious mind, and then your will is obviously decisions that you make, and your 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 emotions is obviously your feel of what you feel about certain things, and the core of it is that in your mind, your mind then determines the action of your life because in your mind, when you deal with your mind, your subconscious and your conscious, your conscious is your cognitive part of your mind. That's the part that deals with the information that comes in. So through your body your touch, taste, smell, see, and hear, your five senses, you gather information from the natural world, like people are watching today, they're hearing today, that information is coming in and coming into your natural mind, into your, not your natural mind, sorry, into your conscious mind, and your conscious mind is receiving the information, but it's in your subconscious, in your belief system, in your perspective, in your worldview, that you're processing the information. So the the way you the way your subconscious established your belief system is the determining how you processing the information and once you process the information you then act on that information and then it affects your emotions so either it makes you sad happy whatever it is and then it affects your will which means your decisions are made from that point irrespective of the information that comes comes in so if i have a poverty mindset it means i'm always going to see everything in terms of lack deprivation and no opportunities but if i have a prosperity mindset i'm going to see opportunity in any state of adversity doesn't matter where i go i'm going to see an opportunity i'm able to seize the opportunity and i'm gonna live out of that space and it's it's kind of like we say the glass of empty glass of full kind of vibe you know what i mean so and that's in your belief system and what we've been dealing with over the past couple of weeks is that that's the place we need to go to work but it's not easily accessible you understand what i'm saying it's not a part we just uh, receive the information it's done no 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 no. that part of your being it takes work like we were saying we even like you were saying you know jesus says it says your work is to what is to believe why because it's going to be the effort that you need to put in you're going to need to sow the seed inside there in order for you to grow the picture of what you want to see in your future you know what I mean? So when you understand the context of how we constructed, how God made us, and the fact that the soul is in sitting in the middle and the belief system is then determining, can the flow, can the flow of the reality of what's in your spirit man flow through and be manifest in the natural, which is then through your body, which you can experience in the world? Can your, can your soul, is your soul allowing the flow? of what's in your spirit to go through, or is it that you're sitting in a position where the world outside is actually dictating your actions, your your decisions, and your behavior, because you can receive information, you know what I mean? And if your belief system, if your inner reality does not line up with the reality of the Word of God, you're going to make a decision based upon what you think is real, but it's not actually the real, and when you act upon what you think is real, you're going to experience a life of what you thought real supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? Because you you don't see things the way they are. You see things the way you are. Whatever's your reality is what you're going to see life through. That's why it determines the lens and the perspective that you look at life through. Do you understand me? That's what the Bible says in 3 John chapter 1, verse 3. It says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. So your soul is the determining factor, the most important part of who you are in terms of the most value, uh, if I can say the peace of your, of, of your existence in terms of spirit, soul, and body, the peace that is the most important is your spirit. Why? Because it holds the reality. But the peace that you need to work on the most is your soul. Obviously, your body is included because if you don't take care of your body and your body says it can't anymore, you cannot exist in this earth because you need the body in terms of the vessel in order to function in the earth. You know what I'm saying? But if you're dealing with the, if you're dealing with the, with the soul, the soul is the determining factor. 
you with me? Because even your body will experience health. Your your life will be prosperous and prosperous, not just financially. It's every area of your life. You experience peace, wholeness, prosperity in relationships, prosperity in money, prosperity in purpose. Every area of your life, you can experience the best that God has got for you. Why? Because your soul is prosperous. And so we dug a bit into how do we get your soul into a position of prosperity. We go to Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. It says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you'll make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. So he says, if you meditate on the word, if you take the word of God, Joshua, and you meditate on this word, you and you do what this word of God tells you to do, what's going to happen? You're going to have good success. You're going to make your life prosperous. He says, not God's going to do it. You're going to do it. You're going to make your life prosperous. Why? So if the Bible says that the soul prosperity determines your natural prosperity, and here we're hearing that natural prosperity is equated to the meditation on the Word of God, that means when you meditate on the Word of God, it creates a soul prosperity, which in turn creates prosperity in your life. So whose responsibility is to deal with the soul? It's ours. But God gives us the tools to do it. You know what I'm saying? And that's where the work part comes in. We've got to be, we've got to be the ones that's going to do it. And it's easy, hear me. It's easy to be lazy concerning the word of God. It's easy not to want to do it. It's easy because your flesh, your natural flesh does not want it, but your spirit man yearns it. Your spirit yearns your soul to connect to the word. Your spirit man yearns it big time. You know what I'm saying? That's why even as I'm preaching and those that have tuned in tonight and those that have connected to the word tonight, some of them I can see by their comments, it's hitting where it's hitting a home. Because there's a witness inside of you that's saying this stuff is right. You know what I'm saying? But you see, the thing is, you can't just come and have a fresh experience on a Friday night and say, oh, I heard a nice word and what, and expect it to change you. It's not. The only way to experience transformation and change is to renew your mind according to the word of God. That's why it says, um, it says in, in, in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be renewed. You know, so be, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed. You want transformation? It comes through the word of God. It comes through renewing what? Your soul, your mind, your soul, your belief system, your paradigm, your, 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 your worldview. The way you see things can only be shaped there. You understand what I'm saying? Because it's the conduit. It's the bridge. It's the medium between the spirit and between the body. So if you want to see a prosperous life, if you want to see health and wholeness in your body, if you want to see things changing in your life the way God wants it to be, you need to meditate on the Word of God. Are you with me? And then I just wanted tonight to break down some stuff. And like I said, we're not going to be able to go as far as I want um, because I, I, I really feel we need to take it piece by piece and chunk by chunk. Uh, but tonight I just want to bring up the definition of, of meditation a little bit. So if you deal with... Um, uh, Noah, Noah's Webster's 1828 dictionary defines meditation as, listen, and I'm not referring to, to Eastern meditation, please hear me. Eastern meditation says you want to go to a state of nothingness. You understand? You want to end into a state of nothingness now. Some people act like there's nothingness upstairs, and that's not the route that we go into. You understand what I'm saying? But it deals uh, meditation, and what we're dealing with is dealing with the fact that it says, it says close or continued, or continued thought. Think about it. Close or continued thought, the turning or evolving of a subject in the mind, serious contemplation. So it says continued thought, thinking on something the whole time. 
That's work. You know what I'm saying? Go and try it. It's work. It says the turning or evolving of a subject in the mind. That means you're constantly working this thing through your thoughts. You're constantly thinking on it. If you want healing and wholeness, you're constantly thinking on healing and wholeness in the word of God and the scripture and you're meditating on it. By his stripes I am made whole. By his stripes I am healed. You know what I'm saying? You're constantly thinking, you know, God has given me health and healing. He has given me, given me abundance of peace and truth. By you, you get what I'm saying? Every day I'm getting better and better. Why? Because the word of God says I'm the healed. The word of God says that through the blood of Jesus Christ, I, in the covenant that I have now with God, I can receive my healing. What? So I'm meditating. I've got to consistently think about it. So that that those thoughts dominates my mind, if that makes sense. So, and then he says, um, another definition says, uh, to resolve in the mind, to imagine or premeditate, to imagine or premeditate, because that the, the subconscious where your imagination thrives. Oh, you with me? It's, it's, that's how you start to bridge the gap between the conscious and the subconscious mind. So when you're meditating on the word, it's not just something you say, okay, I thought about it today. No, it's the consistent contemplation, the revolving of that word in your mind consistently over and over and over and over and over. And I don't know, it sound like a stuck record, but and over and over. And that's the work that it takes. You know what I'm saying? And it's not about just every word. It's not just about everything. No, we read the word of God. Because we want to grow in our understanding of who God is and and and, and what He says, and uh, not what He says, or grow in the Word of God, grow in, in in learning about His nature, His character, who He is, who's our Father, understanding the context of our lives, our origin, and all those kind of things. But then there comes to the specific things. Because like we said last week, there's certain things that are weighing you down. There's certain things that are trying to stop you from progressing that has become a part of your life, that has shaped your belief system that you might not even have had a hand in. You might not even have been the one to, you know what I'm saying? You don't go and think yourself to be a loser because you want, you would like to be a loser. Nobody would like to be broke. So why would you want to go and meditate on being broke? Or why would you purposely want to establish a belief system that's broke? Nobody wants it. Why would you want to purposely establish a, a belief system that's sick? We don't want it. We want better. Because we know better is our portion. You understand what I'm saying? Whether you're Christian or not, you know that you, everybody desires a better life. You, you get what I'm trying to say? So even where you're sitting at and stuff like that, it's like you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't naturally make your own. You say, oh, I want to be a sick person. I want to be a broke person. I want to be uh, a useless person. No, there's certain things that has happened in your life where you've received that information as truth and it's formed your reality and now you're living out of that space. Are you understanding me? And so if you want to break that thing, it's going to take a work to break it and that's where the meditation comes in. So if I, for example, if I'm dealing with something, uh, let's say concerning my image, I have a low self-esteem, I have insecurities, I don't believe in myself, I don't believe that I'm good enough, and I, I can tell you now 90% of the people believe that anyway, um, it's because of things that people have said over you, it's because of either things that happened, wherever it was, whatever happened in your life, whatever your past experiences were, where you compared yourself to somebody else, or somebody did better than you, or something your father or your mother said to you, or something one of your friends said to you, and I can tell you those moments you can remember, there's certain things in your life that you can still draw from, and uh, those things have shaped you, and have shaped your belief system. You understand what I'm saying? So those things now, now say you say you're struggling with the with 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 with, with the low uh, low self-esteem, you got you got a poor self-image. The Bible now says you're born again of what? Of the incorruptible seed of the word of God. Which means the word of God and God are one, according to John chapter one, verse one. Now that means the same potential that's in God is in me. 
Are you understanding me? And when I'm get born again in John chapter 1, verse 12, it says, to those who believe in them, he gave power to become what? To become the children of God. So that means God, the Father, the creator of the universe, is my daddy. That's my first in terms of my identity. So what do I do? I go and I take that word, Genesis chapter 1, verse 12, and Genesis in Romans chapter 8, it speaks of uh, how the Spirit of God uh, bears witness with your spirit that he is ever, that he is your father. So I'll go and get those kinds of scriptures that deal with my identity in Christ, who I'm hidden in Christ, the fact that Christ is in me, I in him, the fact that God is my father, the fact that I'm made in the image and likeness of God. I take those scriptures, I take those words, and what do I do? I start to prepare, I start to meditate on them, I think upon them, I speak them i read them why what am i doing i'm using all my senses think about it i'm using all my gates my mouth gate my my ear gate and my eye gate i'm using it to receive information and through repetition i'm starting to change the image on the inside of me that's meditation so i consistently say it i speak it over and over i have a, I have a confession that i say every single day Every single morning I get up, I say it. During the day when I can, I say it. There's certain scriptures that I'm, I'm trusting God for certain things in my life right now. I'm trusting God uh, to move house, for example. I've got a scripture that I'm meditating on consistently all the time. I speak over and over. Why? Because it's shifting inside of me the picture of the new. You understand what I'm saying? It's shifting on the inside of me that I'm moving to a new place. I'm going to get what God has called. You know, in my businesses and stuff like that, I have scriptures over those businesses that I speak daily. Why? Because I'm believing God for the provision. I'm beginning. God, uh, God for the breakthrough. I'm believing God for the financial flow. I'm believing God for the deals. I'm believing God for the favor. So I have words that I have to consistently speak because I can tell you now, I was not brought up that way to think that way. So my belief system is opposing what God is saying about me. My belief system is opposing the purposes of God for my life. And unless I get into the word of God and meditate on that word and, 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 and consistently speak it, hear it, see it, Speak it, hear it, see it, speak it, hear it, see it. Unless I do that, I'm not going to shape the inside of me to actually produce the life that God has got for me. Mm -hmm. Amen. And so tonight, I just want to go into, into the life of Abraham as a case study, an introduction, if I could put it that way, into the case study of, 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 of somebody that just, uh, of, of Abraham, and, and how God used meditation. You know what I mean? To bring him to the place that God had got for him. And I'm going to get deep into it because the Bible even speaks of Jacob. How Jacob was meditating one night and when he meditated, the wagon loads came the next day. You with me? So it speaks of meditation. It speaks of how God is moving and working. So let's let's go to Genesis chapter 12 and let's begin the case study. And I think we're going to continue with him for next week. So Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3, it says, Now the Lord said to Abraham, Get out of your country, from your family, from your father's house, to land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Power, power word. But what we don't realize is the natural reality that he was dealing with at that time was far from what God had spoken. So here's the word. Think about it. Here's the word. I give you the word. I tell you that you're healthy you're whole. I give you the word and tell you that God has given you a surplus of prosperity. He's opened up his good treasure to you. The heavens to pour rain upon your land in its season. He blesses all the work of your hands and you lend to many and borrow from none. I speak the blessing. God has blessed me and no man can curse me. I give you the word. I give you the word that says you're prosperous, that you're going to overcome, that you're victorious. I give you the word that you made in the image and the likeness of God. That's the word that God now gives. It's his word spoken of your life. But now look at Abraham's natural state. 
Abraham firstly did not have a child, and God says, I'm going to make you a great nation. You've got no children. Here's the worst part. Abraham is 75 years old, and his wife is 65 years old. <laughs> Next part. His wife is barren. She can't have children. That's his natural reality. Now think about it. This is what he's experiencing in his world all the time. This is the information. Hear me. This is the information that he's receiving from his world consistently, which is establishing what? His belief system. He does not believe in his natural state that he's going to have a child. Neither does Sarah. They're old. You understand what I'm saying? They're of age where you don't have children. And the fact of the matter is, it's not that they're just old. They've tried because the Bible says that she's bad. And that means she cannot bear a child. She's not physically able to bear a child. And yet God says, I'm going to make you a great nation. So think about it when you get the word, when you when you get the word to deal with your insecurity, when you get the word to deal with your prosperity, when you get the word to deal with your relationships, when you get the word to deal with your health and your, uh, in your healing and your wholeness in your body, the natural circumstances were not aligning with the promise of God. Otherwise, it would have been easy for him to receive. Are you with me? So this is his current state. This is what he's dealing with right now. Then if you shift down to Genesis chapter 15, this is... this. Uh, approximately, I don't know the exact time, but it's most probably 10 years later. 10 years. Think about it. Uh, give you now 24, 25. How old are you? 24? 26. 26. 26. So in 36. So I give you a word today. I tell you you're going to be prosperous. I'm going to bless you. Da, 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 da. And yeah, 10 years later, still nothing happened. So you're 36. You're 36. Think about it. You're 36. That hasn't happened. 36. So 36, so he comes to God, he says, and after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision saying, do not be afraid, Abraham, I am your shield, you exceedingly great reward. Now listen here, so now God says, this is what I'm, I'm your exceedingly great reward. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm the one, I'm going to do this thing for you, blah, blah, blah. Here he comes, he says, uh, but, but, where did the but come from? His belief system. You understand what I'm saying? It was opposing the promise. He says, but Lord God, what will you give me seeing I go childless and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus? So he's saying, I don't even have a child, but you're telling me this big stuff. I don't have a child. You're telling me that this thing is going to happen, but I don't have a child. It's 10 years later already. You know what I'm saying? I don't have a child, so what are you going to do? What will you give me? What can you give me? Because the thing that you told me a couple of years ago is still not made manifest. And my natural circumstance, you know I me, mean? the natural reality has not yet changed. So he says what, and then Abraham said, look, you have given me no offspring, no children. Indeed, one born in my house, and behold, the word of the Lord came saying, listen to me, the word spoke back to him. The word of the Lord came back to him, say, came to him saying, this one shall not be here, but the one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. So he's saying, God saying, listen, you relax, brother. I gave you the word. And this is the word. The word is that I'm telling you now, I'm going to make you a great nation. And the word that I promised you is going to produce for you. So he says, okay, cool. And then he says what? He says he brings him outside of his tent. Now, they didn't have a house like we have a house. Like obviously, they now out that side of the world uh, and out there, like the stars, the African sky is amazing. You know what I'm saying? So they bring him out. God says, get out of your tent, come outside. And then what does God say? God says, look now toward heaven. Count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to them, so shall your descendants be. And what does it say? It says, he believed in the Lord and, he, and then God accounted to him for righteousness. What is God? God says, okay, look. Because remember, there's a part of your being that works in pictures. If, if I tell you now, just close your eyes. Close your eyes. I say pink elephant. 
you just open your eyes. Open your eyes. You saw a pink elephant, right? You know what I'm saying? That word created an image on the inside of you. So what you're experiencing in your world is creating images on the inside of you that you're living out of. So when people live broken lives, it's because of a broken image. You understand me? So when God gave him a different word, the word God gave him was fighting against the image you already had on the inside of him, that he was too old and that his wife was barren and that he was not going to produce that. So when God came on the scene, the first thing he says, even God says, I'm exceeding the great reward. I'm your shield. This is me. This is God. This is God, the creator of the universe. I'm coming to tell you. He says, no, 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 but what are you going to give me? He said, but God already told you what he's going to give you. You know what I'm saying? He says, but there isn't also, he says, no, now come outside and look up and look up at this picture. And the powerful thing is that the night sky was there every night. So every night when he looked up, he saw what? So shall my descendants be. Are you understanding me? And this is the power of what it is. When you meditate on the word of God, God will give you a picture through his word. Or will lead you to something that you're going to meditate on with that word and work that thing inside of you until it drips a hold and it becomes your reality. And that picture now becomes the new picture that you live out of. Sure. Are you with me? Sure. And what happened to Abraham? Another 15 years later, when he was 100 years old, the Bible says, and when Sarah was 90 years old, so it wasn't even, so you 26, so it counts 25 years, it's 31, 51 years old, the promise comes to pass. So now they're already old and barren, you know what I'm saying? And they make him older. So even when the situation, the natural circumstances are worse than what they could ever have been, God births it in that point in time. How powerful is that? And here's the thing. That's for all of us. When we receive the word, this is the thing. When you receive the word, the word is going to oppose your natural circumstance. But it's your, your responsibility to go and work with that word. You understand what I'm saying? Put pictures up. Put vision boards up. Put things that you want to see. Don't say, I want to travel. No, put pictures. If you want to go uh, to New York, if you want to go to... Los Angeles, if you want to go wherever you want to go, put the pictures up. Apostle always shares about Tasman, who had, she had a picture of Times Square, a certain angle of the picture of Times Square in New York that she wanted to go and see. And this place that she wanted to be. And when she went there, because it manifested, why? Because she believed in here. She was already in New York. When she went there, she took the same picture that she saw there. Do you understand what I'm saying? So if you want that new house, if you want that new place, if you want that new thing, and I'm not talking about being reckless in your stuff. I'm talking about being building your life according to what God is in store for you. And you know, God doesn't want you in lack. God doesn't want you broke. God doesn't want you sick. So that's not even a possibility. I'm talking about as you grow with God, as God increases your capacity to manage your life and to build according to what you need to be building in your life. And as God moves you and transitions you in and out of seasons for your wedding that you want to get married now, you better have a picture of what it looks like. You you got to see it and speak the word into it so that there's a match inside of you so that you can give birth to what God wants you to give birth to. Sure. You understand what I'm saying? And you've got to focus on the word. There's a scripture that I love in Proverbs chapter 60 verse 22. It says, my son, keep your father's God-given commandment and forsake not the law of God your mother taught you. So saying, don't let go of God's word. It says, bind them continually in your heart. In your mind, you with me, and tie them around your neck. When you go, listen, the words of your the word of God will lead you. When you sleep, they will keep you, and when you awake, they will talk to you. 
So what does it say? It says, when Abraham says this, the word of the Lord came to Abraham and said, come outside, look. Are you with me? When you engage with the word, the word will speak back to you. The same way we've been sharing about Jesus. When Jesus was walking in the water and Peter spoke to Jesus, the Bible says Jesus is the word. You understand what I'm saying? So when he was speaking to Jesus, he was speaking to the word. And when he was focusing on the word, the word what spoke back to him and the word said, come. And because the word said, come, he could walk on the water. Do you understand? So this is the life. This is the work that we've got to do. We've got to get into the art of biblical meditation, getting out the scriptures. You know, when I dealt with my wedding, and I was in a place of absolute lack, and I can't share the whole testimony now. But when I was dealing with the stuff, what God gave me word, I went to go find word on prosperity, word on money, word on pros, and I went to focus. I meditated on it. why, so that it could build the inner image and create the belief system on the inside of me that was drawing wealth left, right, and center. You understand what I'm saying? Because what I was living out of the reality of the word of God and no longer being concerned by the things that are around me. I want to finish up with this. I didn't have it for tonight, but I just want to find the scripture quickly. I'm going to finish with this very quickly. I need to move. It's in Romans chapter four. And I want to dig into this next week um, because this is about Abraham uh, and his faith walk with God. And just based upon what we were touching on now, um, I want to just dig into it quickly. I'm just trusting that I can see it here. So it says in, in chapter 4, verse 13, it says, For the promise that he would be the heir of the world, listen, was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Now, I want you to understand this because the Bible says that, that Abraham would be, uh, through him would come great nation, right? First is great nation. So the first thing in terms of the great nation deals with the fact that Abraham has Isaac, Isaac has Jacob, and Jacob's name is changed to Israel. So Israel comes from where? This, the country and all that people that ever lived through every Jew, where they come from? From Abraham. From one person who believed. You with me? Then he says, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Because of who? Because of you. If you go read Galatians chapter 3, verse 13, it says that through Christ, we now receive the blessing that is on Abraham. So he says, nations, nations, all nations of the earth will be, through you will be, Blessed. So anybody that gets born again with you, Indian, South African, Ghanaian, Pakistani, USA, you understand what I'm saying? No matter where you come from, the day you get born again, you get reconnected to the blessing that God promised on Abraham. How he is that? You know what I'm saying? This how many years ago he got born? But through one man who changed his belief system and lived out of the reality, what the real is, the real. One man who lived out of that is still changing the world, and that promise, that reality is still being expressed in the world today. How powerful is that? So think about it. It says, it says the rise of faith, but it says 14 says, For if those who are of the law are heirs, faith is made void in promise and faith. I don't want to read that yet because we're going to deal with it. But then it says, Where is this thing now? Here it says, So it says in verse 17, as written, yes, so verse 16, it says, David of faith. That it might be according to grace of the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. That's what God promised him. He says, in the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls things which do not exist as though they did, who contrary, this is, this is Abraham, who contrary to hope, meaning he was in a situation where hope did not make sense. He says, who contrary hope, in hope believed. 
so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken, the word of God. So shall your descendants be what? We need to look up to the sky. He says, and not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not consider the natural reality of his situation and circumstance, but he focused where? He focused on the word of God to build a new image on the inside of him. So it wasn't that he didn't know about it. It was the fact that he was living out of a different reality, which was the real which God gave him through the word of God. But we need to work on the word of God. This is not a thing that, oh, holy, holy, read my Bible. You know what I'm saying? It's no, that's jokes, man. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not about, you know, people say, oh, you must be disciplined in your, in your reading of the word of God. No, that's boring. You understand what I'm saying? If I know I'm going to discover this life that God has given me. Every day I open that word, it's a discovery. Today, you know, I, I, I was, uh, as I was preparing and something, I was, I was in bed because it was quite cold, and I was laying, uh, Eden was laying next to me, and she was, she was, she was taking a nap because she's got else's nap. But anyway, but I'm, I'm busy, and I'm preparing, and, and uh, God, the Holy Spirit reminds me of a book, and I didn't even touch on that tonight. So I go get this book, but I'm reading another book that's also helping me with this, and I'm reading, says another teacher, and I open up the book, and I'm like, sure, this is powerful. You know what I'm saying? And my spirit, man, just becomes, like, I start laughing in the bed. I'm like, yo, this is heavy, this is cool. You know what I'm saying? It's not about a discipline. You know what I'm saying? Like you're going to gym. Because sometimes you don't want to get up and go to gym. But it's a discovery about who I am. This reality of God on the inside of me. It's a journey. It's an adventure. I open I'm like, yo, this is, yo, I can't wait now tonight to go back home to go and read again. Why? Because I just want to know more. I'm like, yo, God, you're saying this is the way it's going to be? Are you just for real? You, you get what I'm trying to say? Who would not want to experience this life that God has got for them? Who would not want to experience the fullness, the, the overflowing life? You understand what I'm saying? And the enemy wants to keep us away by making it think it's such a, a tedious exercise. No, Jesus said it's work to believe, but when you believe, when you believe, when you sit in generations beneath you, generations beyond you will still be blessed like we are being blessed today because of it.